This is episode number 36 of Hebrews in Exile with Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And in this episode, we're going to discuss the literary work by soon-to-be best-selling author Robert B. Holman Jr.'s In Defense of the Messiah. This episode is action-packed with highlights from the book and insights from Rabbi Holman on his motivation and themes for this literary work. So many exciting things are in store for you. You know what we do. Hebrews in exile. Let's go. For all you beautiful people out there, this is... Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. All right. Welcome, my friend. Yes. You know, I am exciting I am so <laughs> excited tonight because in all of our podcasts, we have been talking about the guy across the street. And a lot of the followers and some people have even laughed and that I've talked to that are following us have laughed as, you know, I get a kick out of you guys talking about the people across the street and the guy across the street. The the head honcho yeah, across and, the street. <laughs> and you know, I have alluded in many of the podcasts to the aspect of Jesus Christ or mm. Yeshua not being the Messiah for this sixth day. Right. right. And, it's a, and it's a tough subject matter to tackle. It, it, it is, it is it a is tough subject extremely matter. It's extremely tough. Arduous. Particularly for, particularly for individuals who have been ingrained as we all were mm -hmm. that are now Hebraic, ingrained in the Greek theological premise that Jesus Christ was the son of God. Sure. sure. The interesting part of that, what I'm just saying is that that is so ingrained into the fiber of mankind mm -hmm. that there is a text in the Greek theological premise that talks about, and the whole world wandered after the beast. Yeah. Yeah. And subsequently, they're talking about their own narrative. They're talking about their own self. That's interesting. They're talking about their own self. <laughs> Tell because, them yourself. Because they're dry, see, what, they dry yeah, snitching? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the beast, all of the beast nations, are identified in the book of Daniel. Mm, true. And every person who has gotten their THDD, DDPD, PhDD, DDDD, whatever, whatever theological <laughs> DD they got from a seminary. Mm. The from the cemetery? Seminary. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let me make sure we get it right now. Have all <laughs> taught them the narratives of scripture and have focused mm. on the 666, the Antichrist, and the beast nations. Yeah. So they're not ignorant to this. No, no, because it's taught. 
It's been they've been it's, taught this. It's, it's a, it's they got a learned. Their, they got their diplomas and their little placards that they have on the wall, based on the fact that they passed. They got they graduated from a theological seminary school. Mm. Yeah. So with that being said, when we talk about beast nations and we talk about Greece, mm-hmm. uh, Greece and Rome are your two profound nations that have. Uh, triggered this whole this whole theological premise of God being a man. True, true, very true. It's a it's a narrative that uh, you know runs through the fiber of even you know Greek mythology because you have all these demigods and and things that are the personification of a deity in the flesh, which is interesting because the most high, when you read uh, a lot of scripture and we're talking always base it on Torah, which is again, Genesis to Chronicles, or however you have it. Uh, the most high never insinuates that narrative at all. I mean, no. And you know, being a man. No. And he tells us in numbers, he tells us in the book of Numbers that I am not a human. Right. That I. That I should lie. <laughs> right. Or change. Or change my mind. Well, there you go. There you go. So, you know, as you look at that particular text of Scripture in Numbers, you know that the Most High is saying, I'm never, ever going to be a human being. Right. One. Right. And two. I'm never going to be a liar. Right. So the question automatically <laughs> resonates in my mind. Now, he doesn't change his mind and he's not a liar. Right. So after 400 years of Malachi being the last prophet that he speaks to, to speak to the nation of Hebrew Israel, mm-hmm. the Most High wakes up and has a lying, demonic, nation called Greece write a narrative for him and call it the New Testament. Right. Think it, about that. It doesn't it doesn't make Think any sense. That. Think about that. It doesn't make Think any sense. That. Wow. Think about that. So the most high mm-hmm. let's just let's switch once again. The most high Wait a minute, can I stop you for a second? That is such a trait for us. Look at you started clapping. That's when you get <laughs> see when black folk get cut, we get happy about something. We start when the most high said this. That is what I'm about to do. <laughs> see, that's when I know you're excited. You start, you start clapping. <laughs> Would the most high have a nation that he is deposed to? exterminate who are liars write a narrative for an Elohim who's not human and has told us he doesn't lie. Right. I'm going to answer that question for you. No. (laughs) (laughs) Emphatically, no. So if you're out there wondering on on the fence, no. The answer is no. Bing, 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 bing. (laughs) I mean, it's it's just, it's not, it's not logical. It's you, you, I mean, The one thing that I think is very cathartic about scripture is that it's present day application and how it relates to how we live today. 
I always use the example, and I'm going to come back to this 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 point. I'm going to go. I'm going around Robin's Red Barn. I always say to people, I said, when you look at what the Most High has instituted, I said, especially from a from a standpoint of of the mitzvot, the mitzvot are there. The mitzvot have a consequence if you violate them. It's no different than where we live today. There's no place you can't even live in your mama's house and violate the rules, your mother's and your father's house, and violate the rules and have no consequence. It just doesn't work anywhere. So to simply say, to go and say, you know what? Well, that person paid it all and I don't have to atone for any of my actions or my behavior. It doesn't work. So that's why I come, I'm coming back full circle to the point to say, the piggyback on what you're saying is that the most highs, the way he operates is in reality. Yeah. It's not in a fictitious right. uh, fantasy. You know, I said this right. a, a couple of weeks ago. It's, it doesn't operate in some la-la land across the street from the enchanted forest. It, it just doesn't work. Okay. Let me, state, let me state my position a different way. Would the Most High, who is never going to be human and cannot lie, have a nation that his own, through his own mouth, to the prophet Daniel, describe in detail, in detail, mm -hmm. a, I'm going to use their terminology, Describe in detail an anti-Christ nation to write a theological book for him to his people. Now, I'm going to ask a question because you, because <laughs> the the average person might be confused because you said anti-Christ nation. Yeah, the Most High is not going to. Right, have somebody. First of all, the the whole institution of Krishna and Christ is something foreign to the Hebraic walk. Period. Yes, it is. Yes, so, it is. Yes, it is. But <laughs> so in the in the body of the in the question is the answer, which is no. Yeah, and I phrase it that way because <laughs> right, Christians mm -hmm. who embrace this Greek document need to know that you're embracing a document. That is against your God that you claim to be your Messiah. Correct. So if the Greeks and the Romans hate your God, okay, and they own, they also hate you, mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out for the life of me, why do you keep drinking the Kool-Aid? Mm. It's a very astute question. Can be tackled from many different angles. Now, ah, here we are. <laughs> here we, here we are. Hey, but I've got the perfect answer for you right here behind now, the third door. Now, I want you to remember something, okay? This is called Hebrews in exile, and as Hebrew people in exile, and having studied the script. Mm -hmm. Bereshit to Second Chronicles, mm -hmm. 
and all the pieces in between, we have discovered that the guy across the street is a either he's non-existent or he's a demigod or he's fictitious or he is the imagination of Greece and Rome. But to the Hebrew people, Mm -hmm. and not only to the Hebrew people, but also to the people who have been our keepers until we woke up, the Oxanazis. Yeah, our stewards. And y'all have gone around talking about, well, the Jews don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Well, neither neither does Hebrew Israel. Right. Yeah, so they're not alone. They're not alone. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the persons early in life mm-hmm. that was disparaging against them because of that. Mm. But that was because of ignorance. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ignorance comes in two degrees. Okay. Ignorance comes in the degree that you don't know because you don't put the effort in to know. Mm-hmm. And... The second degree is ignorance comes in the fact that something might be out of the purview of your mind, intelligence, or desire to want to know. I don't, I'm ignorant. I don't want to know how, I don't want to know how to do brain surgery. I'm ignorant to that. Okay. Okay. All right. See, Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to know how you lift, uh, a two ton being, um, however many feet, in the, feet in the air and build a building, I, I'm ignorant to that. I, I don't, and I don't want to know. I, I don't need to know that. Right. So I'm right. ignorant to that. Okay. But to the things that I can know, right, that are that are within the purview of my understanding and beneficial to my life, mm-hmm. and I choose not to know. That's called ignorance. Right. Right. There's there's a obstinate spirit there that of stubbornness that yes. says I just don't yes want to go any further than and which is funny because while we were over across the street that was the whole premise of hooping and hollering and and, and getting into uh working yourself up into a frenzy was to may have that connection supposedly with the most high and that was that was kind of quintessential and kind of the cornerstone of, of that is trying to understand. Cause we always would say, I want a better understanding. I want to go where there's teaching. I want to go here, but it's only go so far. Yeah. Until you get to the point where you yeah. get to some real teaching some real teaching, and it challenges yes. you where you're at. And yes. then now you got to say, you know, well, that's interfering with my Saturday. Yes. And it's interfering with family life and it interferes with how I eat yes. and it interferes with all this other stuff. So now the most high has to take a back seat. To me, which is not, which is totally diametrically opposed to where our mindset should be, which is interesting because it sounds like we're, like we're a group of people that's a bunch of hypocrites at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. Now, now, let's get to the point. <laughs> let's quit. Let's quit. We quit tiptoeing around it. <laughs> let's quit dancing around Robin's Red Barn and let's get to the point. Okay. There is now a release. It's on Amazon. It's called a book. The title is called In Defense of the 
Messiah. Hmm. That book has a plethora of information that disqualifies any human being from being God, except the Most High, who is the absolute all-existent one, Mm -hmm. who said, I'm not human, and I don't lie. Right. This is a book you recommend, right? This is a book I recommend. (laughs) You stand 100% behind it. I stand, I stand, I stand 100% behind the writing and the authenticity of the writing of that piece of material. Right, because it was eloquently written by you. Oh, did I write that? Yes, you did. Yes, Yes, you did. You oh, wrote that book. It's written by it's written by Robert B. B. Holman, Holman Jr. Yes, and it is it is quite a a I think it um answers a lot of questions for a lot of individuals who which you can eloquently speak about a position of saying you know hey I've had these questions I am apprehensive about going to spiritual leaders in my congregation to get the undisputed truth, unmitigated truth, yes. un, yeah. untainted, unbiased right. truth right. about things that have never made sense right. to me. Right. And I think this literary work actually now, ties the knot, fills in those yeah, holes yeah. to now, make it. Now you have a document yeah. that you can go to and read for yourself along with even in your King James Bible, you can follow along in your King James Bible, your international, your NIV, or whatever Bible you want to read. Mm-hmm. The facts within this book prove that there cannot be in this sixth day anybody called the final, the final excerpt of a Messiah. Now, there will be a Messiah. Right, right. But not in this day. Not, yeah. Right. Not at this point in time. Not in this yeah. day. Yeah. And it's so, in a specific place, yeah. too. So, now, I wrote this book mm. because of all of the people, and there are a plethora of people mm-hmm. who do not believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Hmm. A plethora. Right. There's a plethora. I'm running to them every. Right. I'm running into them now every day, <laughs> and they're they're and 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 interesting enough, color is not an issue that defines it because people of all nationalities yeah. of 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 color and 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 race have come to that particular conclusion. Yeah, this book outlines mm-hmm. from start to finish the facts that nullify the fact that there can ever be a person called a Messiah Mm -hmm. or a person who can save save you in this sixth day that belongs to the Most High. Which is, you know what? It's a very interesting pull. Even the title of the book, you even say, in the defense of the Messiah, and you explain what, who, that Messiah really is. Yeah. Yeah. And and people need to understand, like yeah. you said, there will be one, there but the one, one you think it is, is it ain't it. Matter of fact, 
Matter of fact, are we going to quote it? No matter. No, no. We're going to say we're going to quote it. No, no, no. Matter of fact, if he shows up in the seventh day at all. He will show up just like you and I are going to show up. Right. He's going to put on his pants just like we do. Yeah, and he's not going to get no special seat. Right. Ahead of <laughs> ahead of ahead of Mashe <laughs> or ahead of the eternal king that the most high said will be my Messiah, my Moshiach king forever, uh-huh. which is King David. See, you know what? See, what? this is this is the funny part about you know, kind of knowing scripture and knowing knowing the most high when that way. If he is even in that day, I don't think nobody would none of us would stand by him. No. Because you'd be like, I don't you kind of suspect because you walking around unclean, you letting all all kinds of stuff happen. I don't want to be caught up in nothing. I gotta go over here and buy this extra lamb and this bull to go sacrifice because of your behind. <laughs> you, you run out of my tongue except you eat my flesh and drink my blood. blood yeah. and that's a direct violation of Torah. That is such a direct violation of the Most High's word. That's right. That that it's just indescribably, uh, it's it's you know. But if you don't know Scripture, mm-hmm. then you're gonna continue to hold communion and say, "This is the blood. This is the blood of Jesus Christ. Drink ye all of it. And this is His flesh. Right. Eat y'all." Right. Which is symbolic of eating flesh and blood, which the Most High said is an abomination. Yeah. Which uh, which is a subject matter you tackle. I tackle that's in, a, in that, the book that, that's very in the book. succinctly. To yeah, say, very hey, succinctly in the book. Which is no. interesting because you know what, with with that, you know, um, the the style of the book is set up to kind of the way it's done. It's not loosey goosey where you're sitting there you're saying, you know what, this these are my opinions. It's it's so no, it's based point, on scripture. It's poignant. It's poignant and, and it's based on scripture. Everything that's in there, the assertions that we're making, we're making, we're having some lividity with this right now. Yeah, but it's all. Backed up, backed up by backed up by scripture. Scripture, by scripture. Period. The end of story. So you be looking at for yourself. <laughs> you know, I cover in the book the um, the eight days mm-hmm. that are associated with the Most High that He's established, and I can hear you saying, "Now what? Eight days? Right? Eight days? Right? Yeah, the Messiah, the the the, the absolute all existing one has eight days, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is the reason why." understand that Shabbat is so important because the eighth day with the Messiah is called a day of new beginnings. Mm-hmm. And he has a, a day of new beginnings. Every time we finish a Sabbath week, the day that follows is the day of new beginnings. Mm-hmm. Every time we go through uh, a a sabbatical of seven, seven, of seven years. Seven years, yeah. Seven, seven, uh, 40, uh, 49 Shemata. years. Mm-hmm. We get to this 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 jubilee year, which is a, a day of new beginnings. Yes, the Yovel year. The Yovel, which mm-hmm. is a day of new beginnings. So the Most High has he has eight days. Mm-hmm. Those those eight days are also explained in the book why they were there and what they pertain to. Good. There's a particular part in the book which mm-hmm. talks about the uh, the seventh day. I mean, the sixth day, which we live in, which is the day of, day of grace. Mm-hmm. And what it pertains to and why the Most High uh, gave us this sixth day of grace. Mm-hmm. The Christian church wants you to believe that Jesus Christ is the author, that the grace started with, with Jesus Christ. But, hey, <laughs> you, Long mean, before that. you mean to tell me that our forefathers in the wilderness didn't receive some grace? And oh, absolutely. mercy, absolutely. Oh my goodness! 
Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. We had. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and several occasions where uh, I guess one that comes to mind uh, very poignantly is I don't even know if you would classify this as great. So you can correct me if I'm wrong. But there was um, a situation where the most high was getting ready to wipe them all out. Period. End of story. I will just start over with you, Moshe. For the second time. For the second time. So his his intercessory. Uh, uh, what what's the word I want to use? His, his, inter- his, his intercessor, uh, 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 uh ambassador. Yes. <laughs> to to on the behalf of the children of Israel, provided them with this. I'm gonna use that buzzword, grace. Yeah, it's my because shame. they because they could have they easily, easily been wiped out. Yeah, and we and we could not be here. Right, and that's same with where we're at right now. We're right. in violation of right. of Torah. The Most yeah. High could yeah. easily just. So, so in the book, in the book, I talk about the day of the day of grace and the reason why the Most High established uh, the day of grace uh, for for us and and why and why it's there mm-hmm. because it's going to help us to get to the seventh day, which is the millennial the millennial age, the messianic era, in which that the true Messiah mm-hmm. will show up. Right. But the true Messiah that's going to show up is not going to be JC. Right, right, right. Let, you, let me ask you a question about uh, the narration of the book, because you have three individual topics that have a lot of meat in them. You, The first aspect of the book, you talk about um, Greece and Rome and their, their portrayal in um, kind of uh, – demonizing for lack of eloquence the Hebraic people and how this thing came into existence. And then you go into the second part is the eighth day. And then you you finish up with the issues of Yeshua. Why those three topics? Why are they so poignant to Well well actually you 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 missed you missed one. Okay. All right. You missed one. Mm-hmm. The flow goes from what we inherited. Okay. Right. Yeah, there you go. It goes from what we inherited to explaining the 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 eight days into dealing with scripture that has been badly demonized by the Eurocentrics to place Jesus Christ within the narrative of prophetic scripture. Okay. So we have gone in, we've gone in, looked at the Greek text that says, well, this was written to fulfill a prophecy. We've taken what the Greeks have said, mapped it back to the prophetic word that is written in the scriptures, mm-hmm. and it falls within the narrative of the O.J. Simpson trial. Right. If it if it doesn't fit, fit then it must, you must have quit. You, doesn't, you, have, you have to quit. Mm-hmm. And the narrative of the prophecies that they are trying to use to make Jesus Christ, their 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 golden object mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. fit the prophetic narrative. So we've discussed that. Okay, you know what we call uh, you know mis misinformed or uh, uh, misunderstood scriptures. But it sounds like those are the kind of like the found the core. That's the found, core foundation. That's, the, core. That's of, the argument. Yeah, the mis the misunderstood scriptures are the argument. Okay, okay. Because your first thing you're going to ask me, well. What about what about Isaiah chapter seven? Okay. And in and, and she 
and, and a virgin shall be with a child and his name shall be Emmanuel, God with us. Mm -hmm. uh, what about, what about, uh, what about chapter nine or eight unto us? A child is born. Well, mm -hmm. I'm explaining the narrative of what all of that is talking, what all that's talking about. Well, well, what about Isaiah 53? Hmm. By his stripes we are healed. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Well, let's let's go in and let's look at that and let's see what that's talking about. Because right. none of that, hmm. none of that is about anybody called, no human being called Jesus Christ. Right, right. It's in, it's in its proper context. It's in its proper context. Which is good. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, so it sounds like, again, you, those, you pick those four topics to kind of hone in on. Because that's kind of like you said, the the core where people are going to be, um, to when they get introduced to something like this. And th again, this is probably the demographic is it's this for everyone, obviously, but uh, honing in on individuals that are already yeah, on the fence. Yeah, yeah, about you know, and you know, and I'm gonna tell you, out of the whole book, the last part really is the part that I really, I really, I really like, and I, I. I <laughs> I hope I didn't. I hope I didn't miss anything. You know, when we go about, we go up. Well, let's let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Jesus. Yeah, because he's 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 let's, really let's, a, a focal let's, point. Let's let's, talk, let's really talk. Let's talk about him mm -hmm. in light of scripture, and mm. let's ask some questions about God. Right. Let's ask some questions about Elohim. Mm -hmm. Let's ask some questions about this person who is passing himself off as being Elohim in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And there's a question in the book. Mm. There's a question in the book that asks the question. Ben, let me get to so much well, let's, you can't let's, even get it out <laughs> I, 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 I know wow i know i know here's one okay that you need to really think about this is in mm. the book where in the new testament does jesus christ ever say that anybody is to pray to him. Is this a multiple choice question? <laughs> <laughs> where? <laughs> where in what narrative does he say that anybody should pray to him? Well, that's explained in the book. Where does he ever say that he's God? Where does he? And that's, that's explained in the book also. Um, um, the interesting aspect is uh, that question becomes one mm -hmm. which most people would not even seek to inquire and try to figure out. Okay. Why was it that the Hebrew people of Jerusalem and Bethpage and all the places that he went why did they seek to kill him? Mm. Yeah. Why? There's, there's a reason. There is they, a definite reason. Absolutely. That they, that they, that they did that. Mm -hmm. That, that explanation is in the book. Yeah. And you, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, 
Why was it? See, my, my mind, my mind was functioning. My mind was, my mind was working. I'm going like, <laughs> why did he say? Sure. Except you eat my flesh and drink my oh, blood. There's another one. And then the text says, and when he said that, the multitude went away. Exactly. And my, my mind said, well, what was offensive about that? And see, that's the issue when, we, when, when, when you bring that issue up. It's in the vein of how we've been trained to think. You're already pro-JC. So it's not like your mind doesn't take you to a place where they left because he said something so profound that they couldn't stomach it. No. What it is is those folks that showed up remembered Scripture. They They remembered Torah. Yeah, because you mentioned it earlier that the Most High doesn't lie, nor does he change, nor is he a man that he should lie. No. So therefore, if you, you can find, there's a plethora of areas in text, in scriptorial text, and when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about the Torah, that talks about where the Most High says, you are not to eat flesh. You are not to drink blood. Well, you know, that's okay, but <laughs> the answer's in the book. <laughs> oh, I'm giving it away? <laughs> the answer's in the book. The answer's in the book. It's there. And the answer's in the book, and the scriptorial reference is in the book. I'm going to start calling this book Ragu, because it's, it, it's in there. Hey, Ragu. <laughs> yeah. Ragu, yeah. For all of them, I'm dating myself with that one. You know, now, <clears throat> everybody knows. Now, everybody knows this. Everybody that goes to church, goes to Bible class, every preacher, every teacher of scripture mm-hmm. knows, because y'all... They they go over into our scriptures to have their Bible class when it's convenient. Yeah, exactly, exactly. When and, it's convenient, right? But <laughs> don't bring up don't bring up changing from Sunday to Sabbath because they're not going to do that. That's not convenient, right? And then take your fingers out my plate, <laughs> out my plate. <laughs> <laughs> Every pastor knows that you cannot offer the most high, a defective sacrifice. Very true. Cannot do it. So if he was the sacrifice for sin, should have never been. I can't say what I, mm. I, can't say what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Almost fell off this stool. I, I, can't, I, can't say, I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> Oh man, because this is a family show. Yeah, it's a family. <laughs> this is a family thing. But yeah, it's. But he literally got himself there. whipped to the point that it's been taught that right. he was not reconci- re- re- recognizable. recognizable. Right. And right. but yet he's a sacrifice for sin. Right. But you explain that. I, I explain in that the book. In the we book, we got to stop. Yeah, that was in the book. It's <laughs> in the book. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Wow. There's so many, there's, it's, 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 and it's befitting. And I, 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 the reason why I keep pumping this up, because I'm, I'm proud of the work that you've put in to doing something like this, because it takes a lot of courage to put out a whole spread. And what it is, it's, it's done in a way, again, where it's like the Johnny Cochran of you know oh yeah we we're we're, we're we're in court yeah it's literally consider this consider this exhibit a exhibit b now 
if you decide after reading this literary work that you're still not convinced, because that was going to bring me into segue in my next question to you. Is there anybody that <laughs> who this isn't for? No. All right. No, but but it's mainly it's mainly written to Hebrew Israel. Okay. All right. There you go. Okay. And the reason why it's mainly written to Hebrew Israel is because Hebrew Israel is in every in every denomination of religion that you can that you can that you can think of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hebrew Israel is is involved in somewhere they're 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 members of this I don't want to use the word, but I'm gonna to have to. I gotta say it. Okay. There it is. They're 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 in grain in this in this total idolatrous theological mm. premise, mm -hmm. which is error. Mm. And that's because, like I said earlier. We go back to that Greek document where they castigate themselves and say, right. well, the whole world wandered after the beast. They're the beast that the whole world wandered after. Right. Because because you have you have a, a very thick history book that's Hebraic. Mm -hmm. You have a very narrow Greek book that is filled with half truths mm -hmm. and a half truth is a whole lie. Mm -hmm. And the most high can't lie. So once again, I get back to the opening there of the why would the Most High have a nation write a book for him that are liars? Right. You wouldn't. You wouldn't personally do that yourself. You wouldn't have somebody write your autobiography that didn't like you. No. It would be biased and tainted and and untrue. Now, let me get back to another part that's in the book that's very interesting to me that I I just I really I really had fun with. Okay. Eli, Eli. <laughs> yeah. Lama sabachthani. Why hast thou forsaken me? Forsaken me. Can the absolute all-existent one forsake himself? <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I was supposed to save that for the book. <laughs> I keep jacking that up. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. No is the right answer, but there's a narrative <laughs> that explains that in the book. Yeah. So you have a good understanding. There's a narrative that's there. Yeah. Can Absol the absolute all existent one who created all things forsake himself. Mm -mm. No, not in the slightest, not in the slightest. <laughs> yes. There is matter of fact, while we're going through here, because you've mentioned so many good nuggets of information that are already in, encapsulated in this in this literary work. What is, if you had to, two quest, two part question. What is your favorite part of the book? Part three. And if you, okay, <laughs> that was quick, that was emphatic and quick. Part three, let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the book. So if someone <clears throat> had to walk away with just one thing after reading this, you would want what idea to be conveyed that all your work and putting this together boiled down to one quintessential focal point that you said, if they regurgitated it back to you about after reading your book, you said, you know what? You got it. What would that be? 
I would want them to take away from the reading of this document the idea, two things. The Greeks lied to you. And number two, there can absolutely not be a Messiah mm. in this day that's called grace, the sixth day. Okay. Those two things, those are the two narratives I want somebody to, to, to come away from. Because, see, if you come away with those two ideas, now you have to go back and you have to th rethink your religion mm. and come to understand that the Most High never gave Hebrew Israel a religion. He gave us a way of life. And all religions are man-made. Sure. And all religions have stolen from have stolen yes. bits and pieces out of our Hebrew document to clarify their own position. Mm -hmm. Would you even say that even the religion of the United States is stolen from yes. it too? <laughs> yes. The religion listen, of the United listen, States. Listen, 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 listen. When, when the preamble is read, one nation under God with liberty and justice for all, mm -hmm. they stole that from Hebrew Israel because the only nation right. with liberty right. and justice mm -hmm. and freedom was Israel mm -hmm. because Israel had one Elohim who gave them all of those elements. Correct. Very correct. So right there. Along with a plethora of other, watch this now, mm -hmm. watch it now, a plethora of other laws and amendments that are statutes within the Constitution and within the laws of the of this nation, America, that come straight up out of Torah. And let me ring your bell. <laughs> While the Christian world wants to talk about that the Old Testament is under the law, I got bad news for you. You've been under the law oh, for a long time. Yeah. For a long time because you abide by a lot of the laws of the land that come straight up out of the laws of Torah that right. the Most High dictated. Right. That's just, it's a beautiful thing because it's Most High is just in the fiber of everything. He's in the fiber of everything. And you're, <laughs> and you're ignorant. Right. I'm going to say it. You don't have to like me. I don't care. Right. The prophets didn't care if you liked them or not. I don't right. care if you don't like me. <laughs> okay. The fact that you don't research and that you don't know these things places you in a position of being ignorant because Google is at your very fingertips and you Google everything you want to know. Exactly. Yeah. Everything is at your fingertips nowadays. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 hollering in, I'm hollering in this mic that's so sensitive that I don't need to holler. I'm, this, this, this mic is like the most high. You don't have to holler at me. I'm a spirit. I can hear you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the excitement... Mm -hmm behind the narrative of in defense of the of the Messiah is a document that clarifies all the questions that many people have statements that many people have said but have not put in writing and there's nothing out there that you can go grab to to quantify mm -hmm. what in defense of the Messiah does right right if there would have been something out there I wouldn't have written this mm-hmm See, you know what? Because I, I take like this first work 
Now, I mean, now I've, I'm very specific when I say this first work. <laughs> what you trying? What you trying to say? You trying to forecast that there's that there's a sequel coming? With this particular piece, you know, it is. I think the global issue with the Most High constantly, because in a previous podcast I had made mentions of. You know, the Marcus Garveys of the world, the Malcolm Shabazzes of the world, the Martin Luther Kings of yeah, the world, yeah, the yeah, Louis Farrakhans yeah. of the world. Our, our yeah. leaders yeah. are all banding together because it's a community that's trying to come to some type of stability. Right. And we don't have that. And what this book does is very quintessential in trying to get the Hebrew people back on a course yeah. to the Most High yeah. without which is quintessential. Yes. Without spiritualizing anything. Not spiritualizing nothing. You are not going to come away from reading the work and say, he made a bunch of analogies and metaphors and similes and applied them to no. something that had nothing to do with no. the context of scripture. No, didn't do that. <laughs> didn't do that. And that is what you will find on a day, on a weekly basis in pulpits across the globe. Yeah. I don't want to use the word globe. That is incorrect. I should be reprimanded for that. It's not the globe. Okay. Across the I'm, world. Okay. I'm going to reprimand you for that. Okay. You, <laughs> consider yourself reprimanded. For across the world. And that's what I, if, if someone were to come to me and say, what did I gain out of that? It's this sense, this Johnny Appleseed idea of I planted this seed to hopefully, and what it will do is be on pliable ground that'll grow. So it will lead you back to the most high by demystifying all this stuff over the course of centuries we've been taught that is incorrect now remember something i have a model i have two models okay one of them is truth matters okay this book is not based upon my commentary or my mental capacity to try to rationalize anything mm-hmm it's based on scriptorial fact, scriptorial truth. Right, right. Now, I have another model. Mm-hmm. One man's truth yeah. is another man's heresy. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are people that are going to look at this work and they're going to call it heresy, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember something. Uh, Israel had a problem with every prophet that spoke to him. Sure did, and they and and not only did they have a problem with them, uh, they killed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I hear you. Oh, so now you calling yourself a prophet? No, no, no not by no, any stretch. Not by any of me. <laughs> but I'm only saying that people will castigate truth when they don't want to accept it. Sure, absolutely, and I expect that. Mm-hmm. But that's okay, right? I didn't write it for them. Right. I wrote it for Hebrew Israels to Israelites to understand the narrative that you only have one savior. Mm-hmm. You only have one master. Mm-hmm. You only have one redeemer. And that one that one entity tells you in scripture who he is. That's in the book. Yeah. Shema Israel Elonai Elohenu. Adonai Echad. I shouldn't even that's say like Echad, but Yahweh Echad. Yeah, that's in the book. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
It's all there. It's all there. Ragu. It's in there. Ragu. It's all, <laughs> it's all there. Now, if I missed any piece, and I thought about it after it got out and it was already done, of the portion, I think it's in Zachary, where it says, and he will stand on the mount, on, on Mount Moriah or some somewhere there, mm-hmm. that particular portion, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you, and you realize that a lot of things that are written in Scripture uh, identify his feet will stand on. Well, the Most High doesn't have feet. Right, right. But yet and still, Scripture talks about his hand, mm-hmm. talks about, Scripture talks about the physical aspects of a man in relationship to the Most High. Sure, it speaks. You know, it, it speaks. Yeah. He, he, right. Yeah, and right, and then right. uh, there's another one. So um, he walked yeah, with, yeah. Um, Adam so, in the in the garden. It's, so if you read it in context, yeah. it's presence. So his standing, there. his feet standing on Mount whatever the scripture talks about is a metaphor, right? Speaking of the Most High's appearance, because the Most High is going to appear mm-hmm. once again. Mm-hmm. The Spirit is going to be visibly felt, seen, appreciated in the seventh day of the Messianic era. And guess what he said was going to happen in that day? Mm. He said, and in that day, my name will be one. Right. That's in scripture. Yep. He didn't say Jesus Christ's name would be one. He said, my name will be one. And guess what he ain't going to tolerate? He ain't, I got good English, but ain't happens to be the best way I can express this right now as mm-hmm. we come to close on this podcast. Mm-hmm. He ain't going to tolerate nobody trying to pass themselves off as him. Oh, That person will be fried to a crisp. Fricasseed. Dead. It's fried chicken. Poof. <laughs> Non-existent. Right. And if he's if he's around you, you got to put your no. No, if he's around you, if he's around you, you know it. You better you better get you better you better you better do like you better do like the people like that. Marche told the people when Korak got 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 swallowed up. You need to back up. Yeah, because there's some Uh, stuff that's getting there's some furniture moving that's getting ready to happen around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, I want to encourage um I want to encourage all of our podcast um listeners to. Go to Amazon um, and um, and order your copy of In Defense of the Messiah. It will answer a lot of questions that you have had in relationship to this particular subject and give you uh, definitive scriptorial evidence to be able to support uh, your position as to why Jesus Christ or Yeshua cannot be a Messiah in this sixth day. Now, let me ask you one more question before we before we come to our eighth close. Um, <laughs> is there an opportunity for any individuals out there to uh, get an autographed copy from you personally? Sure. Uh, all you have to do is uh, is email me at um, firstftf uh, at firsttab.org. There is a space there in our on our website where you can send me an email. And, you know, I'll be glad to send you a autographed copy for the nominal for the nominal price of 
of uh, less than what it's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. $25. Yeah. yeah, I think it, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's very good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so anyway, you know, we've been excited tonight to talk about this particular subject because now we have a definitive document that can support our position and what we and what we're what we're discussing, what we're talking about going forward. Uh, you know, we being Hebrews embrace the Elohim of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Mm-hmm. We are of that family. Now, as I close, as we come to close tonight, there is a sequel that's in the works. And the sequel that's in the works is called What About My People? Mm-hmm. Because people that are Hebraic in the world don't know that they're the Father's people. So I'm going to have to explain to you mm. how it is that you are and and how that we are all connected mm-hmm. to the family that goes all the way back to Father Abraham. Mm. Let me close with this. Father Abraham, Father Abraham is our Great, 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 out to the multiplicity of generations, grandfather. And we as Hebrew people come from the loins of Father Abraham. And that is so awesome. That is so awesome. We come from great stock, man. So come on back over from across the street. And our people don't even know it you over there claiming abraham's blessings they don't know it come with us the oxenazis and the europeans have painted our ancestors to look like them Mm -hmm. sorry (laughs) not so not so remember they're thieves they you know it's interesting that they it's interesting that they castigate us so badly Mm -hmm. but yet want to be us imagine that imagine that Hmm. Well, I'm going to leave you with that narrative. This <laughs> okay. has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Avelton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in Exile. Shalom. Shalom. <laughs>